Coaching actually is the art of asking amazingly powerful questions and leading people towards self-discovery. So not to get all philosophical with you there, but I would start with asking them, hey, what do you see as your greatest income generating activities right now? What do you love doing? Where is your strength zone at its most? What gives you energy? We list all those things out. And then we take the opposite approach. What, what zaps your energy? What do you not enjoy? What doesn't line with your strength zone? And for most agents, that's going to be things like paperwork. Welcome to the Freedom Chasers podcast, where we bring you interviews and discussions that share the stories, successes, goals, and dreams of real estate agents and real estate investors pursuing a life of purpose and freedom. All right, guys, today I get to interview Jake Dixon, the man who's helping agents and brokers, primarily brokerages, grow through the GPPR, the growth, the profitability, the productivity, and the retention. So we're going to be talking about some of those things today. Maybe right now your business is a little bit down. Maybe the revenue is not where it's at. The profitability is not where it's at. But we're going to be talking about some real blocking and tackling, as Jake says, things that we can do to help you in your investing business and your agent business. So if you're looking for that, this is the episode for you. Jake, thank you so much for coming on. Get us into these sports analogies. I'm excited. I love sports too. So let's, let's talk shop. Man, let's do it, Matt. Thank you so much for the opportunity, number one. And I am chasing freedom, brother. So let's go. I'm looking forward to getting real with you and, and opening up the playbook, so to speak. Yeah. All right, cool. So let's talk about growth right away. Give me give me some, some uh, scenarios here, some things we could be thinking about for growing in this market. Yeah, it's a great question. I, I, I speak in terms of sports and acronyms. So let me start by giving your, your listeners, especially if you're an agent, but this is really applicable to anybody, I suppose, CRMs. CRMs, but not what you think. I'm not here to talk technology. That's not coming from this guy. So where I would be focusing on right now in a down market, if you will, depending on where you live or any market is the following. C, consistency. Consistency. It's the blocking and the tackling. It's the consistency of showing up every single day, putting the jersey on, willing to, willing to get it dirty. An example of that would be something that we've coined the five to 25 challenge. And so math majors out there, Put on your hats. Here we go. Follow my math real quickly. If I just chunk things down, let's say I work five days a week. And for some of you, that's laughable, right? You're like, what, what is a day off? Just humor me. Five days a week. I make five contacts a day for 50 weeks out of the year. Do the math. That's 1,250 real estate conversations I would have over the course of time. Time on task over time. Now, we specialize in working with uh, newer agents, dual career agents, tackling that 87% failure rate number and making them a success story, okay? I have tracked this religiously for seven years consecutively. There is a 50 to one ratio on average, meaning for every 50 conversations, it will ultimately yield you one new piece of business. 2% conversion rate. 2%, 2%. So 1,250 conversations at 2% puts you at 25 sales for the year. Congratulations, put that up on the refrigerator because you are not just earning, you are netting six figures more than likely in real estate. Even so with that's yeah, yeah. So the R, and I'll be brief on this, relationships. I'm an old fashioned, old school guy, believe it or not. I get AI, I understand all that stuff. I just still like to think in this romantic way that the relationship is still king. So I would be focusing on relationships, especially in a post-COVID era. The M in the CRM's acronym stands for market knowledge. How well do you know the market where you live, work, and play? 
when somebody asks you, how's that real estate thing going? Are you able to sound like the local economist of choice? Because you know the numbers, average days on market, sale price to list price ratio, you got it. Then the S in this equation is skill set. No longer are the days that you can just put somebody on a drip campaign in the MLS or something like that and get away with it. You've got to know how to convert and have the scripts and dialogues mastered in that skill set, especially when it comes to mastering presentations. So CRMs is the secret sauce, in my opinion, to lead you towards that, uh, that success that you see. So the entirety of someone's outbound or new lead generation could be five contacts a day. That might take them 10 or 20 or 30 messages, something along those lines. Once they're in there, there's a lot of different theories, right? 60 touch programs, that type of thing. What's kind of your take on once they're in your world, how, how much and in what ways do you contact them? Really great question. So I, and if I ever slip up and say call, what I actually mean is contact, conversation. Look, it's 2023 at the time of this. There's a million and one different ways in the digital era. So I personally don't care if it's through text, Facebook DM, whatever. I care that it's a meaningful two-way dialogue. And so you're right. There's a lot of different theories, 33, 36 touches. I recently heard somebody tell me, which makes a lot of sense. We've heard for years that 80% of sales happens between follow-ups five and 12. A lot of us in the sales profession have heard this. Somebody recently told me, and I don't know where they got the data, it's now 27 touches before somebody is ready to transact with you. And they got it from somebody way smarter than me. So if we take that to the bank, I, I kind of feel that. It is taking longer for somebody to make a decision to transact with you and so I don't know if it's steps five to 12, but I would, I would err on the side of caution and have at least, in this case, 27 unique elements of ways you can touch them um, before they're perhaps ready to transact with you. So let's say somebody's doing these pieces. They, they, they're reaching out to new people. They're doing 27 touches and it's just not working. It's not yielding the, the 50 to one. Yep. Well, you've got the consistency part down. Remember, remember CRMs. So you're doing the work, but you're not getting the results. What's going on? It might be a skill set issue. We got to look to other places to figure out what might be going on there because I am a time on task over time guy. And whether it's them or somebody that they refer you, something should come out of it over that lifetime of the relationship if I'm backing that up with skill set. And skill set often comes in the form of knowing what great questions to ask not what statements to blurt out. Where would somebody develop a skill set of asking great questions? Mm -hmm. It's on the practice field. So shameless plug, we have our scripts booklet, 38 pages of scripts. We've got our agent talk card game, taking scripts and making it fun with flashcards and doing different things in a game format. The reality is, if you're not practicing and rehearsing scripts and dialogues and that's some big intimidating word that you think is slimy and salesy, you're practicing on real life customers. How's that working out for you? You know, you wouldn't tell your kid if you're fortunate to be a parent and have a child who plays sports or something, you know what, son, you don't need to go to practice. It's Allen Iverson. We're talking about practice. Just show up for the games. Number one, you're a terrible teammate. Number two, if you don't put it in the blood, sweat, and tears through practice, which is actually where games are won, what are we doing here? We're supposed to be professionals and people pay us thousands of dollars to help them 
with the largest investment of their life and we're not practicing because we're too good. Here's, can I, can I keep going just for a second? Yes. Oh, yeah. So a couple years ago, I was watching the major league home run derby, Pete Alonzo from the New York Mets. I'm not a Mets fan, go Cardinals, but Pete Alonzo that particular year won the home run derby. So I, I will never forget this during the middle of the home run derby ESPN shows a, a, a video of him underneath the stadium in the batting cage tunnel, putting a freaking ball on a tee, hitting a baseball off of a tee. This is smack dab in the middle of a home run derby. He could be dropping his shoulder, lifting the ball or not practicing at all. The lesson is the fundamentals, if we master them, matter. I used to give kids baseball lessons the same exact way I would teach a kid to grip a bat or hold a baseball is literally what those guys are doing in the big leagues. It's not any different. The difference is instead of them throwing 55 miles an hour in Little League, now they're throwing 95 saying, here, hit this. But the fundamentals do not change. You grip the ball the same exact way. So in real estate, agents, listen up. The same thing it takes you to close 12 homes a year is the exact same thing it takes you to close 112 homes per year. So get used to it, master the mundane, and focus on the fundamentals with consistency and skill set. 100%. We, we interviewed uh, Tyler Wilson who played for, he was a pitcher in professional baseball. And he came, same thing. And I was like, what's it like? What's a day in the life like? And he's like, literally, as a pitcher, I just try and get every day of the week to be exactly the same. He's like, if I'm pitching on a Thursday, I know exactly what my next four or five days are going to look like before my next start. Everything down to the T is, is exactly scripted. It, it's so true. It's, it's such a regimented thing. It is absolutely the truth. And we just have to accept the boredom that's associated with greatness sometimes. And, or learn how to enjoy it. it, it, it you know, like if you could fall in love with it, then it's, it's a whole different thing. Uh, you know, it's really interesting because I think as a kid, you look at these sports interviews, baseball players, football players, and you're like, oh, they're just hiding the truth from the public. You know, there's really, it's all hell's breaking loose behind the scenes. It's not like, hey, we just work on the fundamentals every day. But I mean, it really is true. The professional athletes that I've had the opportunity to speak with, they're like, no, this is real. Like we literally just go to work every day and work on the exact same things every single day to get the results that we want. It, it's so real. And let me share this with you. It's so timely. So I was at a conference last week in Tampa, Florida. And at this conference, we had David Goggins, Tim Grover, Magic Johnson, Grant Cardone. It was incredible, right? And Tim Grover, if you don't know who he is, look him up. He wrote the book Relentless, Relentless and mm -hmm. Winning, right? He trained Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade. And he's, he's up there sharing. He said, guys, whatever year it was with the Olympic team, Kobe Bryant was on this Olympic team playing overseas. He'll never forget it. And he said, how I won't forget it? Because I was the guy rebounding the balls. But Coach K comes up to Kobe. He says, I'm going to get you an open shot. I'm going to get you open shots. And Kobe was like, ha, 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 something like laughing in your face. Yeah, right, Coach. Come on. They're double, and, double teaming me, man. He's like, no, I'm going to draft a play specifically for you. You're going to be open over there in the corner. He's like, nah, no, nah, I don't shoot from the corner. And that, that was true about Kobe's game. Like he would shoot from the point, from the side, but he would not shoot in the corners of the court. He said, get ready because you're, you're going to have open opportunities. So from that day, Tim Grover said, and I can't, you don't make this stuff up. That day and every day thereon, Kobe would stand in the corner of the court and make 500 
shots, three-pointers, from both sides. That's a thousand total makes every day, 500 from each corner. And yet we, we're too busy. And for too, how many days, do you know? Forever. He said it, it never stopped. It never stopped. And yet we're too good to practice scripts for 15 minutes a day. Give me a freaking break. That's what greats do. Everyone who listens to our show knows Tim and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times that you've watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did, but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. The results prove this out. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secrets that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is not something that we're okay with. The benefit of working with Tim and I is that we are interviewing between five and 20 people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and gotten inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We're able to work with you to pick the strategy that will best fit and then help you create the custom plan to take you quickly into financial freedom. As a former math teacher, I always taught my students that the fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us. And let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. Yeah. And what is the sports quote, right? Amateurs practice until they get it right. Professionals practice until, the, until they can't get it wrong. It's that muscle memory. And if you're starting with the foundation of, I only need to contact five people a day, you have a lot of time to practice. So when you're evaluating somebody, if someone says, hey, I'm going to make a thousand dials a day through a triple line dialer versus a person who's like, I'm going to contact five people a day. How do you view those two extremes? Oh, man. Great, great question. It starts in our childhood. How many people, if you're listening to this right now or watching this, how many of you have heard an apple a day does what? An apple a day keeps the doctor away. You got it. See, Matt knows this. He did not say seven apples on a Sunday keeps the doctor away. He said an apple a day. There's so much wisdom packed into that. So although it's tempting and people are like, I'm going to crush it today. All I see that leading to is burnout. I'd rather have somebody willing to make five contacts a day over the course of a year versus somebody who's pounding their chest, making a thousand in one day and they can't move tomorrow morning. And I relate that to working out. Shamefully, I haven't worked out in the gym for a hot minute. So if I went there today and I expected to max out on bench press, what would happen to me tomorrow morning? I can't be hurting. Mm -hmm. be hurting. I'm sore. And yet if I went to the gym, got reasonable weight, worked on repetition, worked on my form. I can always add more 45s on the end of each bar as I get my reps and I can build up. So I'm not saying five a day is the end all be all, but so many agents try to go from zero to 60 when they've never lead generated a day in their life and they're burnt out. They're sore. They have lead generation soreness. So I'd rather you get the work in, go from five to seven, then from seven to 10 or whatever, but let's not kid ourselves. I'll take consistency all day long versus the person who just goes and then burns out. So I hear a lot about, we need to train like professional athletes. What I like to hear more of is what does that look like on a day-to-day -day basis? So for example, 
what does your practice or our recommended practice regime look like for your five contacts a day? Mm, great. So how I would do that, if let's say on an average, you, you got an hour and a half time blocked aside, let's just break an hour and a half down. I would spend the first 15 or 20 minutes preparing mentally, meaning I'm practicing my scripts. I'm going through objection handlers, whatever I'm about to do that day. If I'm calling Fizbo's or something, I'm going to warm up first and, and get my stretches in by script and role playing for 15, 20 minutes. Then I'm game ready. Now I pick up the phone and actually do the dials or whatever it is I'm, I'm doing that particular day for the next 60 minutes. Let's just pretend. Then I would use the last 15, 20 minutes or so for follow-ups, housekeeping. I'm typing my notes before I move on to the next thing and check my emails. I'm going to set the reminder. I'm going to set that appointment. I'm going to send that email based on the contacts I just made. So I'm going to prep. I'm going to do the activity. And I'm going to do the follow-up before I move on to the next thing. When you're practicing scripts, you kind of mentioned expires. Like the five people that are in your world, it's probably more relationship as far as like referrals, right? Yeah. It's, yes. I think it's so, 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 so like I called expires. I called for sale by owners. I, I've done relationship and referral business. I would prepare very differently for an expire than I prepare for referral business. Expires for me, ironically, are easier to prepare for because I know generally the frame of mind they're coming into me. It's going to be upset, right? It's going to be fast yeah. and furious. It's going to be all these things. Referrals, it's kind of a little bit all over the board. So how should one prepare and train for a referral call? So here, and there's all thoughts, different thoughts and belief systems around this. I'll just give you one of mine. It was brought up recently by one of our very talented coaches here at Locker Room. And just a shift in perspective. She said, what if we went into these calls, into our database, seeking referrals and whatnot, first putting ourselves aside, not making a booty call where it's only what's in it for me. I need something from you. Right? Sorry. Um, she coined it need generating. What if we started need generating N E E D versus lead generating. And simply that's a mindset check saying, Hey, what's up, Matt? Hey, it's been a long time. I just want to call you and see, is there anything that I can do for you today? Do you have any upcoming items on your hunt do list over the summer that maybe you need a great, great connection or referral for? Just putting yourself in your own interests aside for a hot minute and coming from a place of curiosity and questioning, how, how can I serve you? The odds of you looking to buy or sell a home are not great, but for every seven to nine years. So I better figure out something else to talk to you about in the meantime, knowing that I'm all the while cementing the fact, winning your mind share, that I am your go-to resource for all things home ownership and real estate. 100%. So, so let's talk about the consistency, right? The C part of that, which is, okay, so I can do that once. Do I do that once a month? Like what's the appropriate cadence for that type of message? And again, that's where different schools of thought come into play. Popular or unpopular opinion. I think too many people overcomplicate this when it's not that complicated. It's called being human, right? And if you're leveraging social media, basically as a CRM, it does a lot of this for you. You can group people, put them in lists and different things through Facebook, for example. So if I just get better at social media listening and I'm actually the most interested person in the room and stop worrying about being the most interesting person in the room, then I'm going to see things. I'm actually going to pause and comment versus just taking the lazy route and hitting the like button. 
you know, I am incorporating myself into their daily life because of the interactions. It is social media after all, not anti-social media. So I'm just big on that, man. I don't, I don't get too much in the CRMs and 36 touches and all these things. I'm just actively part of their life through, in many cases, social media. What about a lot of the prospects that aren't on social media or you're not connected to them on such, um, do they just get less touches? Um, it, it depends. I think that's, that's a, a database conversation of what buckets, what categories do you have people classified in? Because if, if you're in my top 50 core advocates, you're going to hear from me more often than somebody who I just got as an online lead. You know, it's, it's just a different touch for a different crowd. I will say I'm a huge proponent of seeking the referral, the referral, the referral. So if my friend knows somebody that knows somebody, I would like to think somewhere in there, I've won the mind share and, and respect that they would, they would refer my name and there's scripts and different ways to go about that. That aside, I think one of the greatest opportunities many agents don't tap into is vendor partner relationships. I mean, think about that, right? If I took one person to coffee or lunch every week, just one, for 50 weeks out of the year, that's 50 separate coffee, lunch, whatever meetings. And what if half of them, just half, 25 referred me one, that's 25 sales. Six and one half and does the other, however you get there. Yep. And you can't tell me they're not looking for referrals, especially loan officers and different people in our world right now. Of course they are. We're all in it for the same reasons. Let's not BS each other. But as long as I'm intentional about that and I truly come from value, I think that's a tremendously untapped place. And it's a, it's a meaningful touch, even if it doesn't have the level of frequency that my database might. Yeah. And I found that even people who they can't use you for some reason because they're relatives and agent or whatnot, they still can refer you people that can, or they can exactly. still connect you to other vendors that can. So there, there's really no reason not to be in deep relationship with a lot of people, uh, because they can get there. So when somebody starts taking this seriously, business starts to grow and things can get really chaotic really fast from the standpoint that business can really escalate. So how do you start to have conversations with people that all of a sudden the amount of tasks that they need to do in order to accomplish this starts going crazy. They get a lot of business coming in, a lot of things going on. How, how do you start to manage the chaos? Good problem to have, right? Who, who wants that problem right now out there? Right. <laughs> you know, so look, in coaching, we go through a lot of training and stuff. And a lot of people have this misconception about coaching. It's, it's a lot of people think it's training or professional advice giving. Coaching actually is the art of asking amazingly powerful questions and leading people towards self-discovery. So not to get all philosophical with you there, but I would start with asking them, hey, what do you see as your greatest income generating activities right now? What do you love doing? Where is your strength zone at its most? What gives you energy? We list all those things out and then we take the opposite approach. What, what zaps your energy? What do you not enjoy? What doesn't line with your strength zone? And for most agents, that's going to be things like paperwork, the follow-ups, you know, transaction coordination. So I think for most people, and I'm being kind of generalized here, leveraging a transaction coordinator, a TC is one of the greatest things anybody can do because you just gained 15 to 10, 15 hours back of that one transaction so I can get back to finding the next one. 100%. So let's talk about you for a second. Where do you see yourself five to 10 years from now? 
Well, I see myself five to 10 years. I, I mean, look, I love what I do. I'm not looking to, for some major buyout. I love what I do. So I still see myself coaching, leading, speaking on stages, creating courses. I love to create content. But right now we're working on several different verticals in our business. Um, so there's going to be a lot of exciting announcements and roadshows and different things that we're, we're doing. And right now we're preparing for our annual conference, which is called the TLR Breakthrough Event. It's a shameless plug, August 10th through the 12th at the time of recording this down in Orlando, Florida. And continuing with that, getting out amongst the people and in person again, which really fills my bucket. And I think um, any chance we get a chance, get have an opportunity to be in front of people and on these stages is where we can have the biggest impact. Awesome, man. Jake, th thanks for coming on and sharing about your life and business. Guys, write down whether it's the CRMS analogy or these other things that you could use. Thank you, Jake, for keeping it simple. A lot of times we can overcomplicate the matter. But look, guys, if you're just looking to make a great living, here is some great steps of just reaching out, building relationships. Don't overcomplicate it. Right? Just be a human. Uh, do these things, and business will come to you guys. Write down something you learned from today. Share it with somebody you know so they can hold you accountable. This freedom is acquired one action at a time. And if you take steps day by day before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 